Hi, Chef. Hi there. <laughs> How are you? Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, we're broadcasting live today at 2 p.m. Pacific time because we just completed the annual The Truth About Weight Loss Summit. For those of you that tuned in, thank you so much. Just so you know, we'll be going back to our regular live broadcasting time, which is every day, and it has been for almost three years at 11 a.m. Pacific time. With the exception of Wednesdays and Sundays, we're going to switch it up a bit. And the Wednesday shows and the Sunday shows beginning on March 1st, 2023, are going to air live at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So without further ado, we'd like to welcome the plant-based kitchenista, Chef Kelly Williamson. And she's going to be making a hummus, pasta, and Tuscan artichoke salad. Please welcome her back to the show. I can't wait to see your creations. You're such a talented chef. Thank you. So are you, though. I've had web, uh, one up against you, remember? And we actually tied, so. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the thing is, is that you, you have a lot more practice than me. I tend to eat the same thing over and over, and it gets kind of boring. But you, you're just so creative. And you, I mean, you can even make regular old sweet potatoes taste amazing. True. <laughs> that and tomatoes. I try. I, I mean, try. really, you make the, some of the simplest food tastes amazing. Are you going to be, are you still doing some cooking classes at all in your area? Yes. Well, so we do. So we're actually doing the Zoom classes. So we do those twice a month and we have that. We just have that show every going every two weeks. And then we also do in our area, we have a clubhouse. And so it's a 55 plus community. So we've been able to actually start doing cook with me classes where they're actually come in and they have to chop and saute and make everything. And then there's also demo classes. So we just started those about two months ago, three months ago. Nice. Yeah. Cool. What about conferences? Are you going to go back to doing your plant based summit? I, I was, you know, when I was in the shower this morning, and I know that's probably a little more information you probably need, but <laughs> I was like, okay, do we need to do, because I was thinking about, you know, like, especially the cooking part, because everybody loves to try different recipes. I was like, maybe. <laughs> so that's and, the I, and I've actually part. started looking at getting the cookbook going too. So both of those. I think the, the, I think the cooking people don't realize in a live conference situation, especially if you're sampling, it's the hardest part. It is. It's the hardest part, getting everything ready and making sure everything tastes good. And it's, you know, if it's warm or it's cold or whatever it needs to be. Yeah. The last, those last two or three summits that we did, making sure that everything that was coming out for sampling was ready was, is, is not easy, but it's fun. I love it. It's much easier to give a PowerPoint presentation. I would agree with that, but <laughs> I would rather <laughs> you- do the cooking and let Jerry do the PowerPoint. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now that I've done both for a long time, I'm with you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm much more excited by doing the cooking. Yeah. Especially when it's all set up. And I think that's the big thing. I think that a lot of people don't realize what's behind the scenes. I mean, it's like doing all this, you know, when you're trying to make sure all the ingredients are ready and everything tastes good and, and then making sure that when it comes out, that it looks good. It's all about the, you know, it's about the eye candy about looking at something and going, wow, that looks good. And that's what I want to eat. Cause if it doesn't look good, you're not going to want to eat it. That is true. Mm-hmm. So, all so, right. So are we hummus, ready to get started? Yeah. I, I would imagine that hummus would be very good with pasta because it's creamy. And when you think about things like fettuccine, Alfredo, it's creamy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, I think when they see the baked hummus pasta, they're like, mm, not too sure about that because it's not, you know, I'm not using any nuts or anything like that. It's all garbanzo beans. And so it's, it, it does, it's very creamy and stuff. And then you can always, you know, once you do this and you look at this as a base, you know, you can add different vegetables, you know, whatever's in season and make it all year long. 
but you can also do your favorite marinara sauce if you want to, too. So, you know, you can add that in if you're, you know, you're a marinara kid like Jerry. I would say he's, you know, anything with marinara on it, he'll eat it. So we'll actually have a little bit of marinara on the side and stuff for him tonight, too. So this is dinner. This is joining Kelly for dinner on a Sunday night. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get started. Ask questions, whatever you would like all along the way. So I'm just grabbing a big baking dish. So if you don't have a, you know, like a Pyrex type of a baking dish, you know, any type of thing we'll, we'll actually do. So the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna blister the tomatoes. So little cherry tomatoes, you know, grape tomatoes, doesn't matter if you've got larger ones, you can also slice them off. You slice them up, but you don't have to cut these or anything. A lot of times recipes say cut them in half and then blister them, but we're gonna blister them whole. So I'm just gonna dump those in, easy recipe. Then we're gonna add sun-dried tomatoes. I actually, so I use these California sun-dried tomatoes and that California, so always good. So you can get the sun-dried tomatoes that these are just a julienne cut. These are just regular. So they're just, you know, sun-dried tomatoes, they're dried. You don't have to worry about any oil in them things. They taste great. I also have, which is my favorite, is the smoked ones. I have not been able to find these in the store. This is my glass bag and it's probably a quarter of it left. So I'm gonna have to start looking on Amazon and other stores, but the smoked ones are so good. It just gives that little bit of smoky flavor. And that's what I'm actually putting in here, but you could use regular or smoked. But I hey, thought- Kelly, if you want, I can send you some. They sell them at Winco. Really? I have not yeah. been able to find them in any of our stores. I haven't even been able to find the regular kind. I don't know what's going on with supply chain here in Colorado, but it seems to be an issue. Okay, so I'm just gonna dump in the sun-dried tomatoes. So just kind of mix them up. Then the garlic. So you can either do garlic cloves or you can do minced garlic. I'm doing minced just because it'll be a little bit easier and it's not as much where I have to the stamp it down and that kind of thing. So let me just get a little spoon. Don't want to lose any garlic. All right, so that's ready to go. So that is all I need to do this. Now I'm going to do the hummus. So really quick, super duper easy hummus. Garbanzo beans, drained and rinsed. It's really strange because the garbanzo beans, and I don't know if you've noticed this too, and this is even the Cooners brand, which we use a lot. Every can I open is a different color with garbanzo beans here lately. And so it's like, I've got some for the salad that are really bright. These were darker. I don't know if you've noticed that either. Then Neat. I'm gonna do tahini. So just a little bit, just to get it creamy. And if you didn't want to do tahini, you could also change this up for the hummus and do cantalini white beans. Um, and then you could actually just, you know, make, make it up that way. You could actually cook your garbanzo beans uh, just really, really long. And then the skins, because garbanzo beans always have little skins. So these the skins come off, then it makes it and you cook it long enough and stuff. The garbanzo beans get really soft and then you can just mash them up that way. So you don't have to do it with a tahini. So let me turn this on for a second. I'm gonna add just a little bit of moisture. Every once in a while, your garbanzo beans seem to be really dry. Do you like to cook your own beans from time to time? I want time? a creamy one. Looks good. There. 
So then we just have super easy hummus. Another thing that you could actually put into it if you wanted to is you could put roasted red peppers and then you have a roasted red pepper hummus that, got, that makes it a different flavor, which is really good. So you're just gonna, in the middle of your dish, so you've got everything that's put together, middle of the dish, just kind of scoot everything off to the side. And this is where your hummus is gonna go. And the nice thing about it, it's gonna get all kind of, kind of a little bit crusty on the sides with the hummus. It's gonna get really warm. All the flavors are gonna seep into it, which is really good. And that's what's exactly what you want. So just get all your hummus. Do you notice and stuff, I've got my finger in the, the food processor in the little hole there, just holds the blade so it doesn't pop out and splatter me. Little tip and trick. What I like about this dish too, even though you're doing a lot of chopping, it's still very super simple, easy, and it's not a lot of dishes and stuff that you have to get dirty, which I think is a big thing for cooking. Okay. All right. A little shake. All right. So then we have the spices that we're going to put on the hummus. So we have, if you look at, we have dried basil, we have oregano, and we have rosemary. So you're just going to sprinkle that on. You're going to think it's a lot of spices by the amount, but by the time you mix everything in, the pasta and everything else, it's not too much. Okay. So there is, there's my hummus with my sun-dried tomatoes, my garlic, and my tomato tomatoes. And they're going to go in for the oven. And then we're going to work on the Tuscan artichoke salad while this is cooking. About halfway through, so 400 degrees, about halfway through, we're going to actually scoot the tomatoes off to one side. And then we're going to put in zucchini, yellow squash. And then instead of doing red peppers, they had the little mini peppers and they just had all the different colors. And I was like, that is so pretty, especially when you add you know, you've got the yellows and the greens and everything. So I just did the sweet little mini peppers plus the whole bag of sweet mini peppers here in Colorado was, it was like $2.99 for the entire bag. And it was almost $2 and something for one red pep, red bell pepper. So it was like $2.49 or something. So wow. I was like, okay, we're switching it up a little bit. Do you ever air fry those? They're so good air fried. I have not. I've actually never, I actually bought an air fryer at the very beginning. And then right at the very beginning when they started coming out and, and then it Jerry was using it for French fries and he's like, yeah, I just, it doesn't take, it doesn't seem to cook them as long. So he gave it to my dad who then gave it to somebody else who then gave it to somebody else. So I'm not even sure where it is, but we have been looking into maybe not one of the little ones, but one of the ones kind of like little doors that you open up. Cause I heard like the tofu and things like that is really good in it. So yeah, down the road, I know you do a lot of air fried. I do. I actually had air fried Hannah yams today for lunch. Delicious. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds really good. I like it because I the smaller ones too, I like because they, you know, the servings and stuff that you want to eat, it fits the serving versus if you get one of the bigger ones that you open the doors open, you end up making a lot more of the food that you really need, especially for like lunches and stuff. So should do that. All right, let me grab my salad items. All right, just move this out of the way. All right, so this is gonna go for just a little bit later. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna be making the Tuscan artichoke salad. So if you think about, of course, Tuscan artichoke, we're gonna be making artichokes. So we've got chopped up artichokes. They come in, of course, you can get them in jars and cans. 
They're without oil, so just in just a regular uh, water brine. Then I've got tomatoes. You could do the small little cherry tomatoes. I had these really large, not really large, but they're like small tomatoes and they're like, they're called, they're like sweet, sweet poppers. Yeah, and these, they're so good and we had them in the refrigerator. And I figured since I was using the cherry tomatoes for the other recipe, I would use those. Then I have your garbanzo beans. Then I have asparagus that's been steamed up that looks absolutely beautiful. Red onion, it's gonna go in it. And then roasted red peppers. So you could make your own roasted red peppers, which I have tons of bags of roasted red peppers, especially like in the stores, like ours are, we have a King Supers Kroger's and they'll go and like, if you have, there's one little section and they'll say, this is the, the things, the products and stuff that we're discounting. Every once in a while, you'll see in there like a whole bunch of peppers and they're just maybe getting a little wrinkled on them. They're great to roast up. And then you just chop them up and keep them in your fridge. And then you, you know, put them with potatoes or whatever else. But this is, comes from a jar. So roasted red peppers in a jar. Same thing, they're just in water. So making sure that we don't have any oil. So then I have arugula. I used to hate arugula. I, liked, I didn't like any lettuce. I grew up in Kansas. So the only lettuce we ever had was iceberg. That's the only thing I ever knew. So getting used to like when I you know, got out and started going to college and lots of different um, lettuces, arugula was not a fan. I was not a fan of it because it's real peppery. It's one of my favorites now. I love arugula, any, just pretty much any lettuce other than radicchio. That's the only thing I don't like, but this is great. So we got are mustard greens, mustard green. Well, mustard greens, I am not a fan of really either. Anything that's like real bitter and stuff. I, I don't know why it's just kind of arugula has grown on me though. So yeah. love it now. Kelly Elizabeth, who's watching live says, can we use frozen artichoke hearts? Of course. Yes. I actually have bags and stuff that are in the freezer all the time. So if I'm you know getting ready to make some kind of a pasta dish or something, yes, you can. So just unthaw them a little bit. And then chop them. So I just chopped them. So, you know, your artichokes are usually about this big in a can or even frozen. And I just basically slice down lengthwise and crosswise. And so they're in little four quarters. Yeah, you sure can. Okay, so we're going to make the dressing. So I'll get the dressing ready. This is, it's, this is like my favorite dressing. And we've, we actually, the last cooking class we did about two weeks ago, uh, it was interesting. Somebody was talking about that they follow a different, um, a different, different doctor, different provider program for losing weight, being healthy and stuff. And they use a lot of oil. And so this person was talking to me when I was doing the class and said, well, you know, why, why aren't you going to put oil in this dressing? So we did a lot of explanation of why we don't do oil and, you know, the health reasons and things. And she's like, well, when I go home, I'm still going to put oil in it. And I said, okay, first do me a favor, try it before you do anything else to it, this dressing. And then if that's what you'd like to do, fine. You know, it's, it's your choice and, and your lifestyle and everything. But it was one of the ones she tried it and she said, forget the program I'm on for dressing. This is the dressing I'm going to eat for now on. And she said, I love it. She said, even though that, you know, I'm not a, um, she said, I'll still do oil and other things. She said, I will never do oil in this dressing. So that was a fun, that was a fun experience. So we're going to do balsamic vinegar and you can use, you can use flavored vinegar if you want. It's completely up to you. This is a dressing that, another part of the story is a dressing that I make a lot. Um, we probably, I make it in a mason jar, one of the quart mason jars and put the, I always have plastic lids on them because otherwise if you do the metal lids, you get that kind of metal flavor taste after about two or three weeks. And I've kept it in the refrigerator for probably, you know, the, the big mason jar for probably two months now. And it just, and it holds. And it's one of those dressings that if it ever gets a little thick because of the, um, 
We've got the flax ground flaxseed in it. It's one of those ones that you just add a little bit of water or vegetable broth and it just comes right back. And it's one that, that a friend of ours said that used to love nothing but blue cheese and said, I will never change. I will always eat blue cheese dressing. Tried this and said, this stuff is like crack. <laughs> so that's why it's called kind of, it's actually named a crack dressing. But every time I say crack dressing, everybody looks at me like I'm a little strange, but it's that good. And it's one of those ones too, that it's a base, which means that you could add different flavors to it. So you could add, you know, I'm going to do gray poupon, but you could add yellow mustard along with the gray poupon and actually some stone ground mustard. And then you get this mustard dressing, or you could bring a little bit more of the kind of like the Italian spices for an Italian salad. So there's different ways you can change it up and make it great, but it's just a great recipe. All right, so we got a small shallot. So I'm just gonna put the shallot in the blender. If you had one of those little blenders and stuff, it actually works really well. I just have one of the big ones. And then I'm gonna do parsley. So I'm just using dried parsley. If you have a bunch of parsley in the house, um, feel free to put fresh in. And you get it's a one-to-one. -one. So you do the same thing. You would just chop it all up and you do a teaspoon of the fresh parsley. All right. And then we've got Grey Poupon, my favorite mustard. All right. And then we've got agave. So if you don't want to use agave, I actually went in to go, I was going to use um, date, date paste and stuff, but the date paste didn't last in the fridge as long as I thought it would. So I'm using the agave, but you don't have to use the agave if you don't want to. You could do, if you want to stay away from it, you could do none and it's going to give it, it's like a really nice kind of a tart flavor. You could put monk fruit sweetener in if you wanted to change it up, just all kinds of different things like that. I just, like I said, I was going to use the date paste, but date paste went bad. It was in there for two months, but anything longer than that didn't seem to work. Okay. Then we've got ground flax seeds. So I always have these around. Jerry always grinds them up, which is really good, but I just have them already made up. So I'm just gonna add a tablespoon of that. And what that does is that gives you the thickening. So it thickens things up a little bit. Gosh, that smells so good. That is wonderful. Okay, now let's just grind this up a little bit, blend it. Doesn't take much. You're just mixing it more for the flax seeds because you wanna make sure the flax seeds are not, because otherwise it's just kind of, it's real grainy. So you just want to make sure that the flax seeds are, are in there. Can you substitute chia for flax? You could use chia seeds too, if you wanted to. Chia, I've, I've actually done that a couple of times when I, when I get in the refrigerator and all of a sudden I didn't have um, flax seeds in there. So I've done chia seeds also. It tends to make it, I would use probably not a tablespoon of chia seeds. I'd probably do half because chia seeds tend to get it thicker really quick. Kind of gels it up really quick. The flax seeds takes a little bit longer. It needs to sit in the refrigerator and then it starts really thickening things up. Okay, I had a little, so we could show it to you. So already, so a nice balsamic dressing that is that's thicker, which is what I like. Jerry's favorite dressing. And I take it every time I go to parties or anywhere and stuff, I take this dressing. Try to get it all out. I guarantee you, once you try it, you will make a whole bunch of it. So taste-wise, 
It's got the grape Poupon, so it's got a little bit of that, that mustard flavor, which I really love. Like I said, you can add like a yellow mustard into it. Like add more of the mustard because I love mustard dressings. And then it has a little bit, you got a little bit of the shallot, so not overpowering. The balsamic is really nice, depending on, you know, you could do apple flavor, you know, you've got all the California balsamics, all that. You could mix it up in here. And then it's, so it's a little sweet, little tart, little mustardy, but really good. This is one that you could, like I said, have and make it and just keep and put it on all kinds of things. You could put it on vegetables, you could put it on potatoes, everything. Try it and let me know if you like it. Okay, so we've got that in there, just making sure the tomatoes are going. They're getting really close. They probably got about a minute or two. All right, so then we're gonna add all the different vegetables to the, to the actual arugula. So about two cups, I probably have a little bit more. So it's usually one of those little small bags or one of the little small boxes of the arugula. And if you don't like arugula, change it up. Do like that, you know, they've seen those mixtures of, of lettuce that's all kinds of different colors and, and different types. You could do that, you could do romaine if that's your favorite, you know, red leaf lettuce. Rugula is just one because it's, it gives this kind of, because I've got some kind of more sweet vegetables, it gives that nice peppery flavor, but it's really good. But you don't have to, you don't have to do arugula. All right, so I'm gonna add in artichoke hearts and I'm gonna just kind of grab them out a little bit. There's a little bit of moisture, so let me just drain it. Don't really need the moisture in the salad. Then I've got tomatoes. So hard to spell arugula. <laughs> it is. It is. I spell it wrong. Then I've got garbanzo beans. If you don't like garbanzo beans, leave them out. You can do, you know, you could do like a white cannellini bean, a white navy bean if you wanted to. You could do quinoa instead. So switch it completely up. Um, you could do all kinds of different grains in here. So um, brown rice, I mean, any of that. So this is just because it's a Tuscan, I'm putting in the garbanzo beans. Jerry, I always tell Jerry stories. Poor Jerry, he's all over the internet with stories. But used to, when we were before vegan, before plant-based, would go, we'd go to, rest, we'd go to uh, restaurants and it was always this um, pizza restaurant and they always put garbanzo beans on the salad. And this was like way before, this is probably 20 years ago. And he would always flick each garbanzo bean off and wouldn't <laughs> eat it. And now he eats garbanzo beans with everything. So it's so one of those acquired tastes is what he says. Okay, then I've got the roasted red pepper, same thing. There's a little bit of moisture, so I'm gonna use a little bit of out. And I just chop those up. You could leave them in long slivers if you wanted to. Then asparagus. We actually made ve veggie Benedicts um, earlier this week. And so, so this is our second time for steamed asparagus. Veggie Benedicts, nothing better. Jerry ate them for like three days. And then he actually, one day I made hash browns and he uh, put, he decided to make veggie Benedicts with hash browns. So he put the, so you had the, the English muffin and of course then had hash browns and then put the tomatoes and you know, a little bit of avocado and everything else on it. So he made it his recipe, but it turned out really pretty. It was like that high with the hollandaise sauce. Okay, so let me put in red onion. I only put in a little bit of red onion. I don't know if you guys have noticed also, um, a little bit of red onion right now goes a long way. For some reason, they're very, very like, like in your face and all, and like the minute you cut into them, they're making your, making you tear up. So I was like a little bit, a little bit less on the onion. All right, so we've got asparagus. So I'm gonna go ahead and just chop it up. So think about, you know, when you're looking at a salad like this, so you've got, 
you know, a little bit bigger than bite-sized pieces of your tomatoes. And then you've got your artichokes and things like that in there. And already it's so pretty. So kind of think about what kind of sizes you'd want your asparagus with also. So if you kind of line it up, then we're gonna do, we're gonna do like bite-sized pieces. Just gonna stack it up a little bit better. And then I'll do one more and then we'll keep the rest and we'll eat it on some more salads because otherwise I'm gonna overwhelm the salad with asparagus. But that'll be for later. All right, that's coming out. Okay, so even before I do anything, look at that. You've got you know the greens of the asparagus, you've got your tomatoes, you've got your roasted red bell peppers, you've got your arugula that's kind of at the bottom, your red onion. So that just the colors of just something like this, you know, whether it's for just for yourself and you could eat this for a couple of days, or it's you know you're taking it to a party, it's beautiful. Guarantee it won't last at a party. Gorgeous. Set that there. I'm not going to mess everything up yet. Gorgeous. Mona wants to know if date paste can be frozen. I've frozen it without a problem. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can, you can, you can definitely freeze up date paste and then you just let it unthaw a little bit. So I, so you could put it like in, you know, just depending on, you can put like little uh, plastic bags if you want and just mark date paste on them, or you could put them like in glass. I mean, different things like that. Just let it unthaw and then just give it a good, you know, if you've got a whisk, kind of just a good whisk on it. So yes. And that would actually be better than trying to keep it in your fridge for two or three months, because when you open it, it's not always in the best shape. Like what happened with me? I love date paste though. Great. Easy to have around. So I'm gonna move the tomatoes and everything to one side so I can put the vegetables in, but look at that already. The smell is you get, you've got the rosemary and the basil, the sun-dried tomatoes, which have a little bit of smoke. You've got the other tomatoes, the garlic, like yum. smells so good. And I'm still in one, one dish, which is really nice, other than the hummus. And this is a great one to think about. Like if you make hummus at the first of the week and you don't use it all the rest of the week and you've got quite a bit left over, this is what you make. Okay, let me grab my spoon. Just scoot them over. Then I've got the mini little peppers. We're gonna go in. Get some more room because these are pretty much done. And hi, Mona. <laughs> we know Mona. Mona used to live in Colorado. Oh, that's cool. I'm putting in the yellow squash. If it's the same, Mona. And then I'm going to put in the zucchini. All right, so we've got the vegetables in there. So I'm just going to add a little bit of vegetable broth just to keep the moisture in it. And then I need to get the pasta going. Nope. Okay, so there we go. So then before I do anything else, Put on some hot pads and not grab the pan. That's what's going to go in the oven. It smells 
Wonderful. Okay. Ugh. When you're cooking the vegetables, think about that you want to have them al dente. You really don't want to have them mushy. So your tomatoes are going to be, once they're blistered up, they're going to get a little soft. And that's good because you're mixing everything in with the pasta. But when, but like your, your peppers and your zucchini and your, you know, your yellow squash and stuff, you want to have it al dente. So when you bite into the pasta, you get that freshness of the vegetables also. It's almost like the salad. I've got the freshness of the asparagus and the tomatoes and, and all that. And that's what, you know, that's what plant-based plant -based eating is all about is having freshness and flavors and, you know, and everybody's always like, ah, oh, you got to add so many spices and things like that to it. Not true. I mean, there's, you know, this whole pasta has, you know, has a little bit of basil, oregano, and rosemary, which is very common in a lot of, of Italian dishes, but you don't need all those things. The freshness of the vegetables and enjoying just, you know, a plain potato or a plain, um, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, sweet potato, that type of thing. It's great. It's the best. All right. So we have that in there. So let me get the pasta going. So I'm just going to use, I'm just going to use some medium shells is all I'm going to be using. Um, you can use, I mean, there's just, there's, you know, rotini, there's, um, there's just like anything at rigatoni. You could even do spaghetti if you wanted to. So you could cook up a bunch of spaghetti, mix this all in in a big spaghetti dish, and then have the great big bowl for the family on the table. We're just, since it's, since we want to have a little bit of pasta with a little bit of vegetables, we're going to use the medium shells. So it was funny because Jerry, um, yeah, they're all whole grain, everything. That's all we ever use. But it's funny because I went, I told Jerry because I have it all lined up in the pantry, and I'm like, okay, well, which one of the which one of the pastas do you want? Do you want this one? Do you want this one? And he picked out this the medium shells. So it was his choice today. All right, so I'm going to get some of the basil going. Basil is something that you can also freeze. So if you make up, if you've got like you buy a whole bunch of basil. You can get them in these like medium containers, small containers, and then I've seen the really big ones. I always have basil frozen in the, the, the freezer. And so like if I'm making like um, different pasta sauces or any of those kind of things, I just pull the basil out and I'll just pull one out here. So the freezer's right here. Kelly, when basil starts to get a little bit black, should you throw it away and, or can you use it? Yeah, I, so if it's, if it's just kind of a little bit of color, you can, you know, if you're going to make it into a sauce or something, you're okay. But it, when it really starts getting black, then it's getting onto the moldy side. And yes, you'll, you'll get leaves every once in a while. So when you're looking at basil, like a dish like this, when you pull it up and you buy it at the store, turn it around. Don't just look at the top, look at the bottom, because if it's been setting too long, you'll start seeing mold that's developing on your basil. That's what you want to be able to get rid of. But if you get basil like this, it's fresh, you're using it and you're, you're just, you know, getting it ready and stuff. If you have a bunch of leftover, this is what you do with it. So I put it into baggies like this. And then when I get ready to make, and I try, you know, if there's big stems and there seems to be one over here, but if there's big stems, I kind of pull those off and I just keep the leaves in there. And then when I'm ready, I just crunch it up like this, or I don't even do that. I just open the whole bag. And sometimes like if I'm making a marinara sauce, this entire bag will go in the marinara sauce. And just gives that nice basil flavor. And that means, and if you, like, if I open it right now, just to smell it, it smells like fresh basil. It has the great smell of basil. And it, it's a nice way to keep it because these don't last very long. So I have probably three or four of these in the, the freezer right now. Along with kale, along with roasted garlic, along with, you know, other things and stuff like that, that you can, that you can freeze up. But look at this basil. 
how beautiful that is. All the big, you know, the big leaves and all that. So all we're gonna do is we're gonna get it ready for the pasta. And you could also throw it in the Tuscan artichoke salad if you wanted to. If you're a real lover of basil and like basil and everything, throw it in the salad. What's the difference between regular basil and Thai basil? Yeah, it's Thai basil has, um, so the, 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 the regular basil and stuff is very mild compared to the Thai basil. Thai basil has, when you're eating it like in different, like if you're putting it in like different Thai food or you're making like Thai burritos, it tends to be a lot more, I guess, um, there's a little bit more zing to it type of a thing. But one of those things though, it's hard to find Thai basil and it's, we can only find it in the Asian market here. But if we can't find it, then I'll just substitute in basil. It's a lot milder flavor, but it's still good, still works. All right, so I just rolled up the basil, just rolled up all the little pieces and the big pieces. So just take a little bit of the stem off. I'm gonna just do a little chiffonade cut. So it's basically just small little knife cuts all the way through the basil. And it gives you these nice little ribbons, which are really pretty. If you don't want a chiffonade, you can rip also. That's another way. You know, a lot of people will grab just the, you know, two or three of this, of the, the leaves and stuff, and then just rip. And that I works out these, nicely too. I like these little herb scissors. Have you ever seen them? They're like scissors, but they make little, little lip ribbons. They do. They're, they're really nice. I figure that I've got enough of the, um, like gadgets and stuff. I have a lot. And so I figure I better cut myself off. So I'm figuring I better ship and my own basil. So. Okay, Jerry loves basil. So we're gonna do a little bit more. We go to, if we go to Italian restaurants, we have one in town that the, the um, chef is vegan. So she makes it without oil and marinara and all that. She actually will send out a dish like this size full of basil that she's chopped up. So we always have fresh basil on, on all the all pasta, which is really good. And she does the chiffonade cut also. There we go. That's going to go on the pasta. I will leave this out more than likely and stuff. Jerry will probably hit the, the basil even before with actually with dinner. And then we'll kind of go from there. But he can cut some more basil up. All right. Vegetables are doing great. Let me check the pasta. Right. Nice, pretty. All right. So we have any other questions, Chef AJ? Oh, let me look. I've uh, been watching you. If you guys have any questions, type them in the chat. It's always helpful to put yeah. question marks for. I got a couple minutes for the vegetables are done. Let's see. Yeah, just they're saying, uh, make sure you show everything close up. And Sally says, how much hummus? By the way, Sally, the recipe is in the show notes now. So uh, I have to wait until after the broadcast starts to actually enter them into the broadcast studio because I never know how many characters we have. But uh, they're in the show notes now. If you just refresh your screen and look right under the YouTube video, you'll see all the recipes. Yeah. But definitely like, so the, the recipe calls for a cup. So if you go a little bit over a cup, you're still going to be fine. Like just to say that you end up making it in your food processor and it comes to be like a cup and a quarter, a cup and a half, you can still use it. It's just going to give you that really good creaminess. So, but the recipe just to make it as it is, is one cup. 
So easy to do. All right, let's grab the vegetables out. And another thing, you know, there's, you know, if you don't want to make your own hummus, let's just say you're like, my kitchen has too many things in it, I don't want to do a food processor, you can buy, there's different hummuses like Rip, um, so was it an Engine 2 diet, I think, or Engine 2 has, he's got hummus out there, he's got different flavors, so you could actually use something that's already made up and for this exact same dish if you didn't want to have to go through making it. So make it easy on yourself. for a second. So the way to try it, because your peppers are going to cook up really quick, is just grab a zucchini. Like I said, you want it al dente. You don't want it real soft because then it just becomes mush. That's what it looks like so far. The hummus is in the middle. You've got the tomatoes and the sun-dried tomatoes on the side. And we're going to mix it up here in just a couple minutes. I'm going to put it back in the oven but I would say it's probably within like two or three minutes from being done. Jerry will eat, I know it looks like a lot and I've added just a little bit extra vegetables and things like that, but Jerry will eat on that dish for probably the next week. So he'll do the salad, he'll do the, the pasta, he'll be like, you know, for lunches, all that kind of stuff. He may do some crusty bread, loves it. All right, let me check the pasta. That's one thing I like about medium shells or anything like the, the different types of pasta is they also cook pretty fast. So those will be ready here in just a couple minutes. All right. So let's make the salad because everything else is going to be ready here in a couple minutes. So everything's in here. So we, so we actually put in, so we talked about, we did arugula. We did the steamed asparagus. We have the, the pretty sweet poppers, which are the tomatoes, but you can use cherry tomatoes, grape tomatoes. We have red onion. We have garbanzo beans. You could switch out the garbanzo beans, maybe not even do garbanzo beans if you didn't want to. And then we've got un, kind of in the bottom, hard to see, is artichoke hearts. So that is our Tuscan salad. So dressing wise, grab out a glove. Jerry doesn't care about me, my hands, but I figure since I'm on camera. I'll just do two, it's easier. Match up fingers with the little fingers for the gloves. Helps. Okay. So with the dressing, you know, it's quite a bit of dressing. So you know, always, you know, we always make a little bit more dressing, but you don't need to put it all on the salad. So a lot of times what I'll end up doing is I'll take it and I'll drizzle it on you'll find that even though it says make this much dressing and put it on the salad it's too much especially after you do what i do here in just a second so hands you could use you know tongs whatever you want to do just get in there and massage in the dressing into the salad this to my squeaky glove you'll find you're using a lot less dressing which means then you get to have it for the salad for the next day, which is really good. Or you have the salad for the next day because arugula holds up really well. Make sure you get all the vegetables in there. The way to know if you've got enough dressing or not is tasting the lettuce. Get a piece of it. 
just a little bit more. Pull all the vegetables up so you can see it. And I'll plate it. So you can see that there's dressing on it, but it's not overpowering with the dressing. And the nice thing about it, even with the flax seeds in there and stuff, it makes it thicker. But even if you do this, like with balsamics and things like that, um, and you've got a little bit of, of thickener with it, it won't, you won't see all the dressing pooling at the bottom. There's nothing worse, like when you go to a restaurant or something, and you've got all this dressing that's pooling on the bottom, and you've got that last piece of lettuce that kind of makes my eyes close a little bit, because it's, it's just really, really, uh, um, like, ooh, just kind of gets to you. So this is really nice to be able to, when you massage it in, and you just do a quick massage of it, it connects to all the vegetables and the lettuce and everything, and then you don't use as much dressing either. So I have half as much dressing that I could put on to the next salad, which is great. So out go the gloves. Just about done. Go to tongs. Oop. You can tell I've got salad dressing all over my gloves. So when you're plating a salad too, always you know try to get because you're a lot of times and stuff all the goodies will go to the bottom of your bowl. So always try to grab as much of the lettuce that you can out first, and then start bringing all the goodies out. Because I always talk about it's eye candy. It's like what you see, you're just like, oh, that looks good, or oh, I want to try that. We have this one and then we have a spinach salad. I think is probably Jerry's and my, some of our favorite um, salads. Just wash my hands since I got dressing all over the place. Do you ever make uh, a vegan blue cheese dressing, Kelly? I have not tried to make one. Somebody asked me that the other day if I would if I would figure out how to make one. I'm not a blue cheese fan. I've never been a cheese person. So when they were like, okay, well, you're going, you're going plant-based, you're not gonna eat cheese now. I was like, okay. The only thing, the only cheese I ever ate when I grew up, and I know everybody on this whole show is gonna be like, Velveeta. That's what I grew up with. That's what my mom put on burgers and she made chili con queso. Velveeta is not a cheese, it's just pure blocks of fat, but that's what I grew up on. So I didn't, you know, we never had like, um, cheddar cheeses or anything like that in the house. But now I, my dad tends to go more for cheese and stuff, but which is unusual. But now I'll have to try that. I'll have to, but the, the problem is I'm gonna have to have somebody else taste test because I'm not a blue cheese taste fan. But I can, what I could do is I go to the person that says now that they love this dressing and actually say, okay, taste this. So, but it would probably be really popular. So there is the, the Tuscan salad, Tuscan artichoke salad. Doesn't that look beautiful? I put just a little bit of basil on top, so it is ready to go. Hearty, nice, great. That's the side. It's beautiful. I love the bowl you're presenting it in. Thanks. Okay, pasta's ready. Let me just get a... Drain my pasta, then I'll bring out everything else. 
Yeah, this morning I was already meal prepping. I made a big, huge, I guess, pail or big bowl of um, vegetable soup. So like all the vegetables, you know, like when your vegetables need to be start used and things like that. So I made a big, big old bowl of that. It's where Jerry had for lunch. And then I made breakfast burritos. Sometimes I get so tired of like oatmeal and other things like that in the mornings. I decided to go ahead and make breakfast burritos. So we actually made them up and it's got black beans. It's got a little bit of, little bit of tofu in it, you know, making, making kind of like the egg tofu, all kinds of vegetables, um, has, has some hash browns in it, just the potatoes. Jerry already ate one, lots of hot sauce. But now we have, we have that to eat. All right, so before I do anything to it, there's all the vegetables, everything's ready to go. And the one thing I forgot to do, cause I was talking was to save any of the pasta water, but that's okay. We've got a way around that. So if you don't, if you read the recipe and you're like, oh, I forgot to save the pasta water, it's okay, we'll do it. Okay, so we got everything here. So what we're gonna do, let me just grab a big fork. Let me do the fork so on the tomatoes. You don't have to do this but just kind of give them a little bit of a squish and be careful because they are hot. All right, and then we're gonna mix everything together. And I know hummus sounds strange for pasta, but it's really good. Jerry can tell you it's good because he was not a proponent of it at first. He was like, when we were, when I was making it one time, he's like, well, I think I might have to eat something else before I come to the class. And I think he did. But then he, then after he tried it, he's like, oh, you can make that again and again and again. Well, just baking any kind of pasta takes it to the next level. It does. The flavors come out. Mix that up, pasta. Side. And you're, when you're making this, you may or may not need the pasta water. It really just depends. The tomatoes and everything else here left, left a lot of liquid. So as of right now, I don't know if I'm gonna add any liquid in. We just get everything kind of mixed up and then I'll show you what it looks like. This is dinner with Kelly on a Sunday night. And then breakfast with Kelly on a Monday morning for Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's got the breakfast burritos, two different flavors, two different wraps. So then, before I add anything else to it, let me show you what it looks like. It's very hot. But what I like is a little bit of pasta and a lot of vegetables. So that's what we've got going here. So you got the sun-dried tomatoes, the tomatoes, the garlic. You know, you've got the, the zucchini. You can see that it's still whole, which is really nice. You got the yellow squash, so it's not mushy, which I love. And then you've got all those mixtures. So you've got the red, the yellows, the oranges of all the peppers. And that's before we even put anything else in it. All right, so then, so if you're following along on the recipes at the very end, 
So we're going to do the fresh basil, but I'm going to add that here in just a second. We're going to do a little bit of lemon. If you don't have a lemon squeezer, fork, spoon works well. Since I did was doing so many cooking classes and we were doing a lot of cook with me, everybody, every time, every time I brought out lemons and limes, they're like, don't you have a squeezer, one of these? And I was like, nope. So I ended up buying a bunch for the class. So now I have them and they're actually really nice. It's really nice to use. It's just a little bit of lemon. And I'll keep the lemon always, you know, when you squeeze the lemon like this, I always keep it and then throw it in water. Lemon water and lime water, always good. All right. So then we've got nutritional yeast. Hopefully everybody knows what nutritional yeast, but you can get it through Bragg's. You can get it through, you know, Bragg's has it, which is in almost all the grocery stores, all your natural grocers, everything else has um, nutritional yeast. Gives a really nice flavor, like a cheese flavor. So when you're doing a ricotta for a spinach lasagna and you're using like the silken tofu and the firm tofus, it just gives you that really nice cheesy flavor. You don't like nutritional yeast. And I've even heard lately that there's been some people that are allergic to nutritional yeast. If that's true, leave it out. You don't need it. Okay, so I'm gonna grab some. Well, I thought I had some pepper. You wanna pepper for me? I'm gonna put in some fresh cracked pepper. The thing when we get ready to sit down to eat, we're gonna add red pepper flakes to it. We like our pasta spicy. Everybody says Jerry's a lucky guy. Yes, he is. I've had a lot of people ask if they could, if they could switch places with him. We actually do quite a few things and stuff with our neighbors now too, because we've got, you know, it's 55 plus. So you have 55, you know, actually probably like 45 up to 90, I think. And so we have a neighbor and stuff that we do. We do a lot of, uh, when I cook things like this, because this is a, it's a quite a bit of pasta because I've made it just a little bit larger for us, but sometimes I'll take part of it and then I'll walk it down and be like, here's salad, here's the pasta, all those kind of things. So nice neighborhood to be able to do that. Okay, basil. Actually, let me do this. I'm gonna dish it up in a bowl and then I'm gonna put the basil on. I'll show you what it looks like here and then I'll, let me go ahead and then I'll dish it up. Just makes it prettier. That way I can hold the two dishes together. <clears throat> Showing what the... Taste-wise, <clears throat> that's usually a question we get. Love the vegetables all dente. So I get the taste of the, of the peppers. I get the taste of the, the squash, everything like that, plus the sun-dried tomatoes. But then you've got the, you know, they got the rest of the tomatoes that have mixed in with there. But the hummus with the, it has a little bit of the, um, the basil, the oregano, and the rosemary. It's just, it's creamy. So it's almost like eating, I would say, without the runniness of an Alfredo type of thing. But it's almost like eating a, like a little bit of a cheesy Alfredo. That's what it tastes like. It's yum. Wonderful. Okay, let me dish it up. And if Mona's on, Mona would say that this is Jerry's bowl. <laughs> Which is a lot of times true. The guy eats like a horse. I don't think horses eat a lot, but whatever eats a lot, he eats like that. And he stays really, really, really thin. Says he's a growing boy. 
I was I was driving around yesterday and I was watching a horse eat. They seem to eat a lot. They seem they to, well, <laughs> good. I think you know why? Because their food is so low in calorie density. Yep, there you go. That's Jerry. the rest of the basil because I guarantee you it will disappear. Let me just move this really quick because it's right in my way. All right. So there, what's going to go on the table is our baked hummus pasta. Like I said, it's, it's fresh vegetables, but like a creamy sauce with just a little bit of the of the cheese flavor and stuff, which comes from the nutritional yeast. But the smoked, the smoked um, sun dried tomatoes add a little bit of smokiness. But even just regular sun dried tomatoes makes this wonderful. And there's not a lot of times I use sun dried tomatoes, so being able to use it in a pasta dish like this makes it really good. And then there's the Tuscan artichoke salad that we're going to have together. So lots of greens, lots of basil. Lots of fresh vegetables, but really, really good comfort food. This is the kind of stuff I love, especially on a Sunday night. It's like 62, but it's been snowing here for a while. Um, but it's nice today, a little windy. But this is, this is the kind of stuff that you want when it's not really warm out. So I hope you enjoyed. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, Chef AJ, as always. Oh, Kelly, you're just great. That looks amazing. And by the way, I was Googling where to buy your smoked sun-dried tomatoes. And the brand that you showed, at least here, is available Safeway and Amazon. Perfect. I'll have to go to us. I don't usually go to a Safeway. So I will try to go Safeway first to support them. And because I know Amazon's taking over the world. <laughs> yeah. So you said you live in a 55 and over. I did for a while, but I had a heck of a time trying to get them to come to my vegan cooking classes or eat yeah. plant-based. Are you having better luck because Colorado is such a healthy state? Well, Colorado says it's a really healthy state, but not necessarily is it a healthy state. Um they, I would say, yes, I would say we're getting, we probably have about 15 to 20 ladies that are following us right now that love, they actually say we hate to cook, but we'd love to come into the cooking classes and take things home. Cause I always make sure that there's enough where they can take it home. And then the last demo class that we did, we had about 20 people, I think that came um, learning and it's, it's good for, you know, cause Jerry can talk to them too, because there's quite a few that have like heart disease. Jerry's getting ready to do a class on diabetes. Um, but as far as like learning people are, are I would say, a quarter of the community. I wouldn't say half yet, but I, I'd, yeah, it's a very active community that you see everybody out walking. Everybody has a dog, which is really nice. But um, I would say probably about a quarter of the community right now is very interested in plant-based and, you know, living that healthy lifestyle. So I think as long as we keep doing more, we're new to classes since January, but I think once we start doing more classes and, and really doing some, you know, fun demos, I actually got asked to, they said that when groups get together, so they have like you know, there's knitting groups and there's, you know, book clubs and stuff. They say that when people are asked to bring um, like hors d'oeuvres, like, you know, like a wine, usually everything's with wine. So like wine and hors d'oeuvres, they said that everybody brings like a tub of, of um, potato salad or something like that because everybody's tired of cooking. And so they were asking me if I would do charcuterie boards and do all kinds of, like we did one that we did um, three different types of, of cauliflower. So it was like, you know, hot wing cauliflower and all that. And it was, then we had, it was a board that was probably about this big. And we had all kinds of different cauliflower and vegetables and the ranch dressing that we made and all this, and it disappeared. I mean, there wasn't one thing left. So they are we, so lucky to have you in their community. They have yeah. no idea. 
it's been fun. So I'm hoping that they'll they'll actually come back and have me start doing some charcuterie boards because we're it'll I'll still do it plant based. I won't be doing you know bringing salami or anything like that in. It'll still be plant based, but we can do like pasta charcuterie boards and all kinds of different things and really get people introduced to the food. So That's right now it's going good. It's 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 good and it's uh, we're, we're we're proud of what we're doing so far. That is so cool. Jerry says she'll clean your house for food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> oh, and um, Elizabeth says, what do you charge for cooking classes? I put a link in the show notes. We are, so the Zoom classes, yes, the Zoom classes are free. Those are, those are all free and we do all kinds of dishes, usually two dishes. And then when we do the classes here right now, I'm keeping them a little bit low. So I'm keeping them like $15 for the cook with me, but I'm, you know, it's usually a couple recipes. And what I'm finding is I need to cut really way back than what I used to do with the other cook with me in the church. I've cut the recipes way back. And so there's still plenty of food that, that they're taking and the demos and stuff are 10. They're going to go up a little bit, but I want to get people introduced and liking it and then keep raising the prices a little bit. But they're asking for now like meal prep classes, which I used to do and all those type of things. They're like, I just like to open up my refrigerator and have food to eat and good food. So we're talking about it. We'll see what the, we'll see what the, uh, the board and everybody else is kind of open to. So I think I'm going to keep pushing the limit. That is so cool. Well, thank you. I look forward to seeing you next month. You'll be coming on before Easter and Passover. So maybe you can make something for one or both of those holidays. That's great. No, that sounds wonderful. Yay. Well, I love watching you cook, but I like eating it even more. (laughs) That's what Jerry says. He's like, He's like, all right, let's get everything going because I'm, I'm ready to eat, even though it's, what, four o'clock here? So he doesn't care. <laughs> well, it's dinner time somewhere. Well, thanks so much, Kelly and Jerry. Great Thank to you. see you again. Take care. Love and thanks guys. all of Bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye. That looks amazing. Thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back at the regular time of 11 a.m. Pacific time tomorrow when my guest is Dr. Brooke Golder, and she'll be talking about goodbye lupus. Take care, everyone. Bye.